Um, today is April 20th. Hallelujah. And it's 2011. And I have a message to share, and it's really just my testimony, but um, I hope it has a word in it. And hopefully, my life is a testimony. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have really awesome videos to show on the Jesus right away about his testimony and about how he uh, became born again and you know um, 
John had really enjoyed that crawfish boil, and I was still, you know, drinking soda and stuff like that, so I was awake for his testimony, and it was a really awesome testimony to hear. And being Buddhist, you know, um, that was the only religion I knew, and I knew about Jesus, but it wasn't like how I know Jesus now. And it was just, oh, jeez, another, uh, another person telling us about Jesus, and it was kind of hard to swallow. And, um, and to me at that time, it was just uh, just something that someone was sharing with us. It wasn't important. No offense, Eric. Um, but it was just, uh, you know, it didn't hit me at that time. And so we were living in Richmond. No, we were living, yeah, at, we were living in Richmond. We, we were living house. at Richmond at that time. So going a little bit further back, um, John and I lived in Richmond. We were in over our heads when we started um, to decide to buy a house that was way too big for the two of us and um, way too expensive. And um, I'm sure you guys have never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No financial problems. We were whole <laughs> But um, we were... We were just worldly people, a part of the world, because it looked uh, beautiful to us, uh, the fact that I was working, and um, I hope you don't mind that I share that I was, you know, um, making more than um, what my husband was, and that was a real big issue, because that was what almost tore us apart. It's just uh, the fact that money was an idol to us, and um, worldly things and possessions were... Uh, important to us and they shouldn't be because they just, they don't last forever. Even a diamond ring doesn't last forever um, even though they say it's, you know, the hardest rock and the best thing in the world and it does last forever but not in in the kingdom. And so um, John and I were on the verge of um, separating or getting a divorce. And um, the reason why I'm telling you this is just to show that, um, you know, you look at our lives now and it seems like we got it all together, but we really didn't. And the reason why the Lord brought us here to LCMF is because we needed Him. Our our hearts were, um, they were very contrite and empty. And... um, we needed something and we knew it, but we didn't know exactly what it was. And so uh, we were still part of the world at that time. And um, I can't get my thoughts together. And um, we met Nick and Mindy, and they introduced us to the church body. And um, we started coming to church. But there were trials in between that time. When we first got invited to a service, it was during the time of Splashtown, when it existed. It was the last week of Splashtown, and it was uh, September 16th of 07. And um, it was really funny, and we will remember this room forever, and we'll teach it to it, or we'll share it with our children forever. Um, Nick being Nick, um, had, se- not secretly, but you know, Nick is sneaky, which I love him for that, you know, but he was like, hey, we're going to church, um, you guys might as well just ride with us, uh, because we're going the same direction anyway, so we're going to stop by church, uh, before, do you guys want to come? 
And John told me about that, and um, I was very, whoa, you know. Um, I don't want to go to church. I've never been to church. I don't know what it's all about. Are they trying to convert me? All these things that ran through my mind. And what's even more funny is the fact that we found out that it was in a house. I asked John, I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't a, um, sorry again, this isn't a cult, is it? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> we get to the house and... Um, we park, we go inside, and we have to walk through these students' front door into the living room, past the kitchen, and into a place where we see a bunch of kids just running around and having a grand old time, which was really interesting to see, and everybody was um, congregating um, there in the, uh, what we now call the common area, <laughs> because we live with the students, and we were blessed for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you go past the laundry room, and then you go into the uh, sanctuary, which is now our room. Um, but it was, it was a journey in and of itself. So, you know, to be there for the first time, it was a little nerve-wracking, and I was very, um, it's very shallow. And I thought, what is this? You know, and I'm not going to lie, because it's not right. Um, <laughs> and so we went in, and, and it's like uh, it's not—it's not even as big as what we have now. And the Lord has really, truly blessed us with the space. Uh, but it is probably from this. It's two cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 people, if you stand like this, it's crazy. <laughs> service John and I were like, wow, these people are cool. They spoke they spoke Hebrew. And but that was besides the point. But I when we were in service, we we looked around because um, it was awkward because we didn't know you know what to do. Most people don't know because they're nervous or they feel as if someone's watching them, aren't they? Well, you're the new guy. People are always going to be like, what's the new guy doing? You know, why is he just standing there? But uh, I can honestly say there was a there was a heavy presence in there, and it's not a bad heavy presence. There was a presence as if something had uh, fallen over our, uh, my shoulders. And it was an awesome feeling as if I was floating, and it was, now I know it was the presence of the Lord, and, you know, if you think that the Lord isn't, you know, um, isn't able to reach out to you when you are, I guess, lost, um, that's, throw that fact into the trash, because from my, from my own experiences, it happens, because, you know, only the Lord can call you to Him, 
and when he's ready to call you. And your heart has to be, um, you know, contrite and calling out to him and empty um, in order for him to do that because you have nothing else to accept but accepting the Lord. And that was really important for us, that experience. Uh, when we left, it was, you know, it was not just Flash Town, you know. It was, you know, who can turn down Splash Town and not be excited about it after service even? And our faith was not grounded. We didn't even have faith um, then. It was just, you know, something that we experienced. And I didn't know what it was at that time. Um, and so we went to Splash Town. Nick and Lindy asked us to come back again, and we were like, we're not sure we're going to think about it. And so we did talk about it, and, you know, we realized something was missing in our lives, and we wanted to give, give it a chance. We didn't tell anybody because we didn't want to yeah, back out. Yeah, we wanted to surprise everybody. <laughs> we didn't tell anyone, and we didn't know. Um, we really wanted to, uh, you know, find out how it would go. And so we went again a second time, and it was... It was the same experience. God's presence was in there. This really small homegrown church, you know, has the power that surpasses any congregation that I know of. And that's kind of biased because it's the only place. (laughs) 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 Well, that's true. But, uh, well, now that I've visited a lot of other churches, I can honestly say still that this is a very special group of people and a very special family. Um, And so, you know, our faith was starting to build. But what I've noticed is that when you first are, you know, coming to the Lord and you accept him into your life, automatic trials in your life. The devil is there at your doorstep just waiting for you to, you know, make a move and see which uh, direction we're headed. And I remember we went to service a couple more times and we had played paintball with a bunch of the guys. And um, that night we left our gear inside the trunk and we had, lived, we had moved to a townhouse. Um, and we parked our car out on the street. It was a pretty dangerous place, I'm not going to lie and um, our stuff got stolen. Our car got broken into, the window was shattered, and they stole our car and just dumped it somewhere. Um, they didn't even have the decency to like just leave it. Um, but we we called the uh, police, and they someone had reported it like stolen or abandoned, and so we were able to get our car back. And it was Sunday morning. We woke up in the morning, and uh, we were on a to the car to go to church and our car was missing and I was freaking out but for some reason my husband was very um, peaceful about it. He didn't freak out like he usually does. You know, or the air or something like that. Which was really something interesting and I knew it was probably God working in him to change him into a better man. Uh, That was my hope. (laughs) 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 But we found our car, and I really just, I don't know, can I say I admire something about myself? Is that, yeah. I guess I just admire the experience, and, you know, when you have something that you've never had before and you know it's special, you don't want to let go of it. So broken window, glass on the ground, um, or on the bottom of the car, in the seat 
get our car out of the lot, which they made us pay to get it out. And um, we didn't have luckily, to pay for it. Yeah, an aunt at the time had uh, given us or let us borrow money in order to get it out. And so John and I, it was a cracked window. Oh, and they stole our sticker too. The registration stuff. Yeah. And we drove to church. We drove to service um, that day and, um, you know, and life has never been the same since. And so that's our testimony and how we came to be a part of LCMF. And they accepted us with open arms. And that is really amazing because, you know, we're Asian. <laughs> who would you like to meet? Or if there was one person in the world, even if they were deceased or something that you would like to meet, who would it be? I would say the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, and Jesus can do that because he resurrects people. He has the power to do so, but uh, that's not the problem. Um, if you guys would turn with me to Proverbs 31. that I see that she does 
I mean, she's got to be a superwoman for fighting her case for her. Because she works, and she works hard, and she works into the night, and she makes sure everything is taken care of. Um, but she also, in that, has great faith. Um, and her faith attributes I've um, made note of is uh, starting with 3111. Her husband is full of confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She sees that her training is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. 3118. 3121, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. And Proverbs 3125, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. I want to be able to have full confidence in what the Lord is doing in my life and laugh at the days to come because there's nothing to worry about. Because I am doing the things the Lord says. And I'm doing them out of faith, and I'm showing them in my actions. And I, I earnestly hope that um, that you can judge my character through my um, actions and what I do, and you know, really tell who I am from what I do and what I labor over and what's important to me. Um, and I know some people think that faith is important. It is, but um, faith is really nothing if there's no work behind it. And it's stoned, um... That was still no problem. I, I did that on camera, so yeah, but I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that stain can be removed, even if it's like scarlet. Oh, really? It's crimson. It's too white as snow. It's tight like wool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take that piece and take it out into the, uh... Out of the city. <laughs> if you look at faith, it's important, but to me, works stem from my faith and trust in knowing that God will take care of every minor or major aspect of my life. And there's nothing I need to worry about because um, I'm going out there and doing the work for the kingdom and it's not for any person, any man. And that's, that really holds, it, it's true and it's. It speaks volumes because our, you know, the members of our family just went out to do a missions trip, and whether or not they had enough money, or whether or not they had all that they needed, the provisions and everything, they went out anyway with faith and um, did works for the kingdom, you know, and that's what's important. And if you all can turn with me to Matthew six twenty five. I just said y'all. Thank you. Yeah. There's no greater than Jesus and y'all. Jesus and y'all. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is not life. Uh, it's not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? <coughs> Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor and spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will be not much more clothed you, O you of little faith. 
So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. And that is very true, because I am now going to talk about my experiences at work. Um, I started a job uh, three weeks ago, which I love, by the way. And I'm not going to say where, because uh, it's important for me not to. Uh, <laughs> but it is a We're not going to say it's the CIA. But. Yeah, sure. uh, it's a legitimate paying job that the government knows about, and so it's I just want to make it known. And um, I started work three weeks ago. And before that, John and I were struggling financially. Um, we needed the extra income in order to pay the last leg of the bill. And phone bills, gosh, if you don't need them, don't take them because they are, they are, they eat everything in your wallet. Um, but um, I, I took a job in order to make, I mean, I asked the Lord uh, to uh, provide me a job in order for me to go out and to meet people in, um, you know, where I work. It's an apartment complex. Um, and, you know, at this place there is a lot of people who don't know Jesus, and I want to share who he is. Um, through my actions and how I interact with them and everything. So, you know, that was a prayer of mine and also to be able to help because I was out of a job for almost two years and I know that the word says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Um, and God had a, a plan for me and he didn't want me to eat the bread of idleness and he didn't want me to just um, not do anything, especially because um, the reason why I stopped working was... Um, uh, we wanted to start a family, and um, it wasn't the time, and um, I knew that I couldn't continue to stay home and not do anything. I, I mean, for me, cleaning up uh, a really small space is not really work, um, and I realized that. <laughs> and um, I needed to go out, and I can't, um, I can't show people who Jesus is if I'm in a box. And outside of it. And so I prayed to the Lord to provide me with a job, one that fit into my schedule um, with preschool, cleaning crew, uh, youth, all that stuff. And I'm listing my attributes like Paul. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 he's, he's <my> <laughs> faith in, in what the Lord was going to uh, provide, which is a job, I um, also stepped out in faith um, in order to go out and volunteer uh, at the place that I'm working now. And it was out of pure um, 
wanting to uh, meet staff and wanting to know them and to show them who Jesus is through my actions and everything. It's just, you know, being around people. And so the really awesome thing is I'm there all the time and I do all of John's work. And, um, I'm just kidding. I do uh, the filing for him that he doesn't uh, have to do. <laughs> so you volunteered at first and then you got hired. Yes. I think I should give myself away. Can we edit that? Don't worry about it. Um, we won't tell people you work with Petra. Okay. With Miss CIA. With Miss Suzanne. If you didn't know that, you guys really need to hang out with Miss Suzanne.
Um, that really rings true to me because I was a Buddhist once, and that's considered a faith, but it's a dead faith because when you go to the temple and you feed the Buddhas or the monks, you feed the monks, and um, you know they don't do anything. I'm gonna be honest about that. I don't feel like you know there's anything there that um, helps with. I'm sure the Buddhist community is going to throw stones at me, which is okay. They're serious people. Um, but uh, I was a Buddhist, and all we cared about was uh, what prospered us, and uh, we prayed for money, we prayed for health, and that was like the general thing versus praying for other people. And I'm sure not all Buddhists uh, pray for themselves. <laughs> and, you know, um, coming into the faith, and knowing Jesus and having him as part of my life is a totally different aspect. And I know that this is true faith because even God shows um, his His love for us and his faith through um, his deeds and his actions. Even the Lord in the word shows, does deeds and has works and um, is faithful to us. Because, I mean, obviously he has faith in us. We're still here. Um, and for some examples, David... Um, in the Psalms really shows a lot of it. I'm just going to show one though. Um, Psalms 92 4. You don't have to turn it, I'll just read it for you. It says, For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy in what your hands have done. How great are your works. And, um, and also Deuteronomy 3 24 says, O Sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works you do? And Psalms 103.22 says, The sun rises and they steal away, they return and lie down in their death. The men who go out in the night labor until evening. Oh, how many are your works, O Lord. In wisdom you make them all. The earth is full of your uh, creatures. So to see that God does works and, and you know, he does deeds is really something that um, speaks volumes to me because if we say that we want to be like Jesus and we want to fashion our lives um, according to how he is, how do you miss the part, the part where you have to work in order to, um, you know, have a place in the kingdom? You have to go out there and you have to do deeds. Um, and not saying that deeds is the only thing that matters, but showing your faith through um, going out and, and making things, you know, happen for the kingdom is important too. And I, um, I mean, I obviously have faith because the Lord has. Uh, given us prophecy about a family and a big family um, and it hasn't happened yet so I'm trying not to get emotional about it but um, there is there is great faith that comes out from not being able to see something that the Lord has said is going to happen and who knows when it's going to happen. It's, 
probably gonna be years, but you know, hopefully we'll be able to see that. And do my faith. Um, I want my actions to show who I am and how much I trust the Lord. And I want to go out and advance His kingdom, and I want to be, you know, not busy to the point where nothing matters anymore, but busy meeting people and telling them about Jesus and doing the work that he has set before me and not whining about it and being blessed by the fact that he's given me these things in order to advance his kingdom because that's what's important to him. And I don't do any of this stuff in order to gain praise from anyone because in Colossians 3.23 it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And one of the most important things is the fact that he has said that he has made a place for us next to his throne. And, um, you know, I want to live my life being able to have a place near him because he is the only thing that matters and he is above everything else and you know coming from a background that has I mean a dead faith um, and not having what the Lord has given us um, how can I not want to be in his presence and how can I not want to be um, you know in his kingdom and so that's that's my testimony that's my message and you know why your name is Joy. She got born again because a faithful couple at an apartment complex ministered to her. So she volunteered at an apartment complex. <laughs> and eventually got hired as a way to show her faith. Come on, say How active is your Come on. Yeah. We sit around saying the Lord will provide, but you give him no means to, yeah. to provide for you? Well, the first messages Matthew Pedro ever preached in our church was a natural means to a supernatural blessing. Yeah. Jesus took ordinary stone water jars and he turned them into something that was extraordinary. But he started with something. He took five loaves and two fishes and turned them into 12 basketfuls left over plus what he fed the ground. But he started with something. What are you giving him to work with? Come on, now that's where this is challenging to me. I hope it is to you. I want to tell you one other thing. Does it hurt you a little bit when you hear her cry and pray about a family? It does, doesn't it? Thank you all of her trust. I'm going to ask you, what's your faith risk? How safe are you playing? You not step out there and not say too much, not do too much, because, I mean, if God doesn't come through, how's it going to look? That's not faith. Faith dares to risk it all every time. Faith humiliates yourself that He might be exalted. Faith says, Never see the righteous forsaken, the children begging for bread. Faith lays it all on the line and death. Doesn't wait to see whether everybody else goes to pray for the person in the wheelchair. Faith runs up on its next to the wheelchair. Rather look like a fool truck 
that know you're a fool for standing in front God, we thank you for our friends. Lord, I wish that we had 10,000 like these, but you only made two. Mighty God, I'm asking that you would anoint us to go rescue families. Lord God, to strengthen marriages. Lord, that your anointing would be upon us, that we might see the pure in heart. See you. Lord, that we might see John and Joey Dang see you all over again. Lord, bring us to the next one, one life at a time. Lord, anoint these people in this church body 
to be your hands and feet. Lord, let them volunteer their time that they might have a shot at reaching someone. Mighty God, let them have the courage and the boldness to reach out knowing that they might be rejected, but it's worth it because it's for You. Lord, let Your Scripture not be something that we simply hear, but something that we do. Whether in word or deed, whatever we do, mighty God, we will risk it all for You. We will do it for You. Because this is the example You have set for us. In the name of Jesus, we dedicate them and the children that they shall surely bear for You. Lord, I praise You. I praise You that You have called them fruitful vines. I praise You, mighty God, that You have never, never turned Your back on such as these. Lord, I praise You that You will surely do what Your words have said. I praise You, Lord God, that You build a testimony in those who are faithful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, church. This is good church. Amen.